on two outs. Grinnell leads 3-0 over Norwalk. The 1-2. Got him. And there it is. History is made. 298 strikeouts. And Grinnell is now looking at the all-time leading strikeout pitcher in Grinnell High School history. 298 strikeouts. Welcome to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast. Hello, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast, episode number 39. Today we're talking to head varsity baseball coach Tony Stenberg about his thoughts on the upcoming baseball season, if it's going to happen, the team he's going to have, and talk about what he's been up to during this quarantine. All of that and more coming up on the Tiger Sports Livestream Network. We'll take a quick listen to our sponsors, and we'll go straight into the interview break. Hey there, I'm Joey Pauliai, third-generation owner of Pauliai's and Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you, everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pax Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit Pauliai'sGrinnellIA.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Pauliai's Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Maiden and Broad Street. Tomorrow, some fear the uncertainty it brings. Some trust the promise it holds. At Grinnell Mutual, we are always looking forward to tomorrow, growing and innovating. So even if the plans you have for the future aren't the same as the plans the future holds for you, you can be ready. Because we'll be ready, like we have been for over 100 years. Trust in that. Trust in tomorrow. Talk to a Grinnell Mutual agent today. Alrighty, everyone. Uh, Blake here. We're sitting down with Coach Stenberg, head coach of the Grinnell Tiger varsity baseball team. Uh, coach, first of all, thanks for coming and talking to me. Granted, I'm you didn't come to me. We're talking over FaceTime uh, due to this whole social distancing thing. But uh, I guess first of all, we'll without talking about baseball. How have you been? How has your family been? And how have you been doing keeping safe throughout this whole pandemic? You know, it's it's been a crazy time. Um, you know, working from home, and I think most of my days have been spent with year and a, year and a half year old Mia. Um, we got, I think about every trail in Altoona and Grinnell we've been on. We've just been kind of rolling from town to town, walking around. So, uh, you know, it's been long, but you know, it has been that's been a benefit for sure. Is a lot of family time and a lot of you know, I've, I've seen a crazy development in Mia, and I think a lot of that is just she's one on one with an adult all day every day so that's kind of been a, a positive for sure what have you been doing on the working side when it comes to not just a baseball coach but you're also helping with the school and whatnot has it just been a lot of constant meetings has a lot of been a driving back and forth when it comes yeah um i've done a little driving but not as much um it's been basically meetings online where we hop on there and the kids join us and we, we go through different activities on there weekly um and then since i'm in charge of like attendance and stuff i've been calling families and making sure that um they have the resources they need and um don't need any other assistance from the school so that's been kind of weekly calls that for the different families that um we're checking in on and then i the Greenell college actually donated some books um about a month ago and so i was part of like the delivery team for those where i drove those from house to house so it's been keeping busy with that 
So let's let's talk about the thing that's on everybody's mind, uh, which is baseball and if it's going to happen this year. Um, I have a statement from the governor that she just said literally 20 minutes ago on WHO Radio that I'll read to you later. But um, in your stance, where we sit right now with restrictions being lightened just a little bit, do you think we'll have baseball slash softball this summer? And what's going to happen with that? Are we going to have fans, or is it just going to be flat out, we're going to sit here and we're going to play ball, we're going to try to figure out state champion, and we're sorry, but unless you have live streaming services or anything, that's how we're going to figure it out. Well, that's where we got you guys, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so my opinion, my hope, and I hope they're the same, is that we can safely have it. Um, you know, I think – just hearing from coaches and a lot of people within the game across the state, a lot of people want it to happen for obvious reasons, you know, for the, for the seniors, for the athletes who have worked hard for this, you know, I get another chance, not necessarily, you know, J. Cole or Brock or Nick Williams, any of our seniors, Parker Johnson, you know, those guys, this is their last go around. So I really, really want it to happen for that reason. Um, you know, I think it can be done as far as, um, within the rules. I think the game of baseball can be played. Um, and softball the same thing but i think there's got to be some added uh you know safety precautions health precautions and and i think the bottom line the biggest thing is that you know i just kind of thing that it, i keep coming back to is you know just like all these other things like restaurants and malls and everything else that's opening up you know it's still bottom line your choice my choice to go coach you know it's mm-hmm. my choice so i think that's the biggest thing is i'm just hopeful you know, starting with the governor and then the associations and then our school district, I'm just hopeful that, um, you know, we'll get that choice of being able to participate. And, you know, I, I fully respect the opinion of those who may think that it's not worth the risk. But um, me personally, you know, I think there's a lot of things that can be done to combat the, you know, transmission rate, especially outside and, and the age of the kids playing the game and those kind of things that I think um, with some added health guidelines and things, I think it can be done. And that's kind of my hope. And I've kind of been optimistic this whole time and I'm, you know, it's coming down to the wire here and I'm still hopeful and we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, get ready for the season here as much as we can. So I'll read to you. Governor Reynolds was asked by WHO radio today about her opinion on the high school and baseball season. And she said, quote, that's something that we're looking at. Hopefully we'll be able to announce that in the next week or two, which was said. And she says right now that things are looking very well in bringing back baseball and softball for the season. So that being said, most likely she said, what, we're supposed to get an announcement by June 1st, roughly around there. You didn't, you didn't lose a ton of your season, but do you think when it comes to the association or the high school association, what do you think there will be their response? Do you think they give you a, a week of practice, then you jump right in and you're playing games every single night? Or, I mean, do you get rid of the non-conference schedule and you just play conference? What do you think is this going to do in terms of the state? And will this season technically give a fair champion when it comes to when it's all said and done? Well, to start from the beginning there, um, you know, I think I have been pretty optimistic to the Governor Reynolds, and that's good to hear she said that, um, you know, that she – I think she will give the okay at some point. That's kind of my opinion my feeling because of the way everything else has kind of been opening up slowly. I think that's probably one of the next things. Um, so I am optimistic there. Um, I think the next step and the important step that I'm going to hopefully use this platform, honestly, I appreciate you having me on yeah. here for is 
I think the next step is getting both the girls union and the association for baseball um, on board with having a season. Cause what, you know, I wasn't aware of until recently is if the governor gives it okay, it still has to be cleared by the association. So there's mm-hmm. no guarantee. That. Um, and so I think it's just super important that, you know, I know they're working hard and um, I've been in contact with them and I think it's a, a thing that's important is if, you feel strongly or you feel like it would be safe, um, I, I would encourage people to just, you know, professionally and politely reach out to the association and give their opinion because I think there's a lot of people's opinions and, you know, the more they can hear um, the side of, you know, people are willing to, to do what it takes to, to play the game for the kids and mm-hmm. we can do it in the same manner kind of thing is important. So with that being said, um, if they give the okay that we're going to have a season, I think um, – that we, you know, obviously be abbreviated, I'm guessing, you know, if we did actually start on June 1st with the games a week or two later, I would assume probably in the 20 to 25 game season range. Um, I know our, our conference, I think, has been doing, has come to the conclusion that we kind of just start where we left off. Or, you know, we wouldn't, like, make up the games that we normally would have had. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that might mean that we might not play um, – home and away obviously at every place but we'd probably at least play each team one time and and i know some conferences are getting rid of like the conference champion for the year because kids you know honestly are just going to be happy to mm-hmm. play a season in any regard at right. this point and so kind of that's kind of our focus um you know i think things have been tossed around like what this postseason looks like you know honestly it could change to um you know maybe the higher seat host maybe there's not uh you know games at principal park those kind of things i don't mm-hmm. know those are the unknowns right. um, those are just toss around you know as far as fans you know i hope my hope is that fans can come and you know sit in lawn chairs maybe and space out six feet and give our brand new bleachers another year off yeah <laughs> but my, my hope is that that can be done um because obviously we want fans there but you know i think in talking to a lot of our families is the big thing is is for the kids and i think that's the thing people need to understand and realize is however we can do this it's not going to be the same as we're normal, we're used to and it's right. going to be there's going to be differences and i think it's super important that um families are on board with that and i and i know our grinnell families are um and just understand that we're gonna do whatever it can to have the season for the kids you know I, i'm trying like crazy um along with other coaches and not to, to spread positive messages about that and hopefully you know um we can do it in some shape or form for sure yeah so we'll move on to the actual team itself you know i thought I, I we all had high expectations for last year and i'd have to say you guys pretty much met what we expected and then i thought well okay maybe next year will be a little bit of a fall off here but the more and more i keep reading articles and everything else i see these things on twitter realistically you should have again high expectations for this year and why is that is it the senior leadership or what what's going to make this team stand out so much and that again going forward this is all talking as if this baseball will happen what's going to make this team so much better over the hump is it the senior class or do we just have really strong you know underclassmen i think it's a it's a mixture um you know you can start with seniors you have Jake Hole's Jake Hole is going to be a four-year starter for me um, for the program. Mm-hmm. You know, Brock can be a three-year starter. Nick Williams is going to be kind of two and a half range to start a little bit as a sophomore. So you got those guys leading that, and then obviously Parker moved in last year that was a starter. So you got guys returning there, but then 
as a team as a whole, you know, we have seven guys coming back that were part of our starting 10 kind of the DH. Um, and so you, you know, just naturally every year you expect, um, with their hard work they put in the off season, getting stronger, faster, and just baseball skills that you're going to come back better than the year before. Um, and so if that does that, then you have seven guys that are now better than they were last year. So now you're looking at, can those seven guys combine to, um, you know, help replace the likes of our seniors last year that obviously helped us in a, in a lot of ways. Um, and so that's kind of how you do that and how you don't have quote unquote rebuilding years where you just kind of reload is kind of what I prefer to do, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think this year's team is, it's different. Um, you know, in the past we've had Jaden Gibson, we've had Drew Coffin, Ethan Mitchell, we had very good pitchers. Um, and I think, you know, we returned Jake and Owen who pitched varsity last year and Parker pitched um, the year before for Montezuma varsity. So we've had, pitchers that pitch at the varsity level Brady Stewart as well um so I think we definitely have pitchers that can do it but we maybe don't have the the absolute ace like Jaden was um mm-hmm. but I do I do think we have between our returners and then some guys that will get their first opportunities I think we're going to hit it better than a lot of people um expect us to I think mm-hmm. I'm pretty optimistic and what I you know was able to see in in February and a little bit of March with our open gyms with our hitters um I think, you know, that the progress is there for those those guys hitting. I think there's up and down a lineup. I, you know, just I do this, you know, on board on a normal year, but this year a million times I've, mm-hmm. you know, messed across our, our lineup and just switched things around, just kind of mess with it. Right. And we have the legitimate chance to be scary in different ways, one through nine, and that's um, kind of the exciting thing about this. What have you been doing to help your players in the off or in this you know quarantined off season, are you sending them things to possibly work on individually, or what's kind of been the whole quota that everyone's trying to follow while they're preparing for the possible upcoming baseball season? Yeah, so normally in April, um, we would be allowed to work with hitters mm-hmm. and pitchers and catchers. So um, what we did. Um, you know, we kind of checked the state to figure out what was going to be legal and whatnot, but um, we found out that we could record, like I could record myself doing a drill or talking about some type of um, baseball activity mm-hmm. and then send it out. So what we did is we called our Tiger Baseball Coach's Corner and five of us coaches met on Zoom and recorded it every Sunday and talked about some different hitting drills or pitching or whatever um, in those two areas. And then we sent it out um, for guys to look on their own um, throughout the week and kind of do on their own. And I, I had a lot of guys kind of send me videos of them doing those things. So I know people were doing them, you know, it was, wasn't something I necessarily needed, but they sent it for, you know, me to see that they were doing some things, which is good to see. And then um, in May, we've kind of ranched up a little bit and it's been unique, but it's been pretty cool to do. Um, We've been getting on Zoom every night at seven o'clock as as a, a group. So like maybe Monday will be infielders, Tuesday outfielders, mm-hmm. Wednesday hitters, Thursdays pitchers, and Fridays um, base running or catchers. Or you know we kind of vary what that topic is every mm-hmm. week or every day. Um, and so it's been good. We get down there for you know a quick fifteen to thirty minutes. The guys are locked in. We sometimes do drills there right with them, like some infield drills that you can do in your your basement. Um, or we just talked through some hitting approach stuff and just different areas of baseball that I think have helped a lot. And it's kind of, you know, the feedback I've gotten is kind of motivated guys to get working and, you know, understand that, you know, when this thing is cleared, the season's close. And so we got to come back ready to roll. Do you think that 
you know, when the season does come back and you're probably given a very short amount of time, do you think you can get the team ready in just that short amount of time based off what you've done in the off season? So I think obviously, ideally I, I want to do is all the stuff in person. And right. All right. That. But I'm confident that in knowing that, you know, every team is in our boat and I know our guys are working their tails off. And so if they're, you know, they're working hard, you know, some other teams might be working just as hard. Um, but I, find it hard to find teams that are working harder because I think guys are, I mean, putting a lot of time in that and right. to be honest, now there's not a lot to do besides doing this kind of stuff. Right. So right. Um, I think they've enjoyed a kind of sense of normalcy. Um, and so I, you know, it's going to be strange and weird, but I think, you know, we're, we'll make it work for sure. So you talked earlier about the baseball field itself, getting a few upgrades, uh, I guess just kind of talk about what they did uh, in the seating area and was seating the only thing they changed. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm actually excited about our field because <laughs> I'll get into that in a second. But um, our, you know, the bleachers are completely redone. We got a new press box as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks it looks really sharp. Um, so I'm super excited for whenever that day comes and we can have fans out there. Um, you know, I think more seating and just. It, feel, it feels like a stadium kind of feels kind of built in there. Um, the press box look really nice as well. I think for those that are going to be in there, are going to be appreciative because there's um, more airflow, I think. It won't be oh, as high. Yeah. Oh, I need it. Yeah. Um, and as far as the field itself, um, between Coach Imhoff and myself, we've had a lot of time to work on it. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you go out there today, there's not a weed out there now. Those keep growing back like crazy. So yeah. we keep. But, um, you know, the field looks really nice. Um, and then, thanks to Mr. Coffin, we're actually uh, getting our mound rebuilt up next week, so it's going to look real sharp um, and be like a brand new mound. And um, we're going to edge the field, and so we—I mean, it should probably be the best the field's looked in um, since I've been here. So, uh, I'm excited about that. Is the ideal field AstroTurf? Like, is that the top that you would want to go if we could ever get there? Or are you fine with grass? You know, standard. Uh, I think it'd be awesome. I think just because of, you know, the maintenance, there's not near as much maintenance with that. Uh, As far as ground balls, you know, everything's pretty with true hop. There's not bad hops and Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, But I would miss to to a degree some of the work that goes in. That's kind of, I don't know, the way I de-stress is go drag the field and pull some Yeah, exactly. Um, But I know a lot of fields that go to turf, but then – leave their mound and home plate maybe dirt and so if that was the case i mean there'd still be some work to do there so i guess a few things to end off uh looking at the season itself we talked about possibly some games not being there and some games being there uh if it happens uh if you do end up playing at principal park against pella christian i guess just kind of talk about maybe how that thing came to be again if it happens and uh what what that would mean for a program like Grinnell to be able to play on that big stage. Granted, hopefully you're there in the postseason if it happens, but just to play Pella Christian in that sort of game, how did that come to be and, you know, what was it kind of like to – or what would it be like if you could go there? Well, you know, I've always kind of tossed around the idea of either playing there or playing at the University of Iowa on the mm-hmm. turf field. Both those would be cool ideas, and they offer that. Um, you pay a certain price or bring a certain amount of fans, different kind of things that mm-hmm. they offer. Um, and they let high school teams play there. So um, it's kind of been on the back burner. I know Mr. Coffin had a team play there, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know those guys 
the feedback from that they really liked it and so I, it's been something i wanted to get back to and then you know I, the date opened up and pedal christian actually contacted us and asked if we'd be interested and you know i asked our seniors um do you want to play a home game which is supposed to be or do you want to go play there and you know they wanted to go play there and thought it would be a cool experience um so we we jumped on that and you know it's a cool experience and obviously our goal would be to go play there at the end of the mm-hmm. season as well yeah i mean that'd be something cool to say is you know we it's not our first time playing our principal park this year mm-hmm. the yeah, second, yeah. Uh, um something but yeah it should be a cool experience i hope that still happens uh, a couple more questions at the when it comes to the end of the season or I, I guess we could say at the beginning when you're setting goals for the team and whatnot what are some of the goals that you might have already had in your head for where this team needs to be either at the midpoint season or at the end of the season does one of those goals you know it can be have home field advantage when it comes to the postseason like last year you had to go down all the way to centerville you know what what are some of the smaller goals you're thinking in your mind to want to have laid out in the upcoming season I think our our number one goal that we always have um, is that we're playing our best baseball by July. Um, you know, kind of our championship month there is what we call it. And, uh, you know, I think with this group more so than any, that's important because we're going to have some new guys that are probably nervous at the beginning, but guys that I know are really good baseball players. And so as the season progresses, I think, um, you know, we would see that July, if we're playing our best baseball, we're going to be pretty darn good. Um and that's kind of our, where we start at. You know, we obviously um, home field advantage is huge. You know, going to Centerville wasn't wasn't fun last year. Going twice in three days or whatever that was. Um, and so, you know, two years ago when we were able to beat Knoxville at home, um, that environment. That, I mean, that's something I'll come back to forever. I know the kids will. And I mean, it was just super cool to have that kind of environment. And I know, especially this year, you know, if fans are allowed, that that people are going to be just roaring to come to games and be a part of something. And so having home field advantage would be an awesome thing for sure. Um, But, you know, we always have the goal of, you know, competing for a conference title every year. Um, And then uh, our ultimate goal of, you know, making the state tournament. So that's kind of where we we shoot for. So if I were to talk to you at the end of the season, let's say in August or September, what would be the one thing that, we would be looking back on that you would be most proud of in this upcoming baseball season? I I think, you know, in my number one message with all this when we come back is, you know, just being thankful for being able to play the game. I think if guys, you know, are just playing their tails off and playing hard and um, working to – can you hear me, Blake? Yep, yep. Okay. Um, as long as they're working hard and, um, you know, every day they're, they're just getting better. I think that's the number one thing I'll be proud of. I think we have a chance to have probably one of the most coachable, hardworking groups that I've ever been a part of. Um, I, I don't see looking at a roster. I don't see any, any issues with character and those kind of things. And I think that's something I would be super proud of at the end of this is just how bought in they were and how ready to work they were when we came back. Well, I I look forward to it. I know a lot of people look forward to it. I think uh, we all badly want this season to happen, and by the looks of it, I think it will sooner or later. Um, So, Coach, I want to thank you for taking time and talking with me today, and uh, hopefully we're talking in a couple weeks about the upcoming baseball season soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Blake, for having us on. Yep, I appreciate it. Thank you, Coach. You bet. See ya.
break. Hey there, I'm Joey Pauliai, third generation owner of Pauliai's in Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you, everything is made from scratch and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pax Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit PauliEyesGrinnellIA.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Pauliei's Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Main and Broad Street. Tomorrow, some fear the uncertainty it brings. Some trust the promise it holds. At Grinnell Mutual, we are always looking forward to tomorrow. Growing and innovating. So even if the plans you have for the future aren't the same as the plans the future holds for you, you can be ready. Because we'll be ready like we have been for over 100 years. Trust in that. Trust in tomorrow. Talk to a Grinnell Mutual agent today. All righty. Once again, thank you to Coach Stenberg for sitting down and talking to us. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot going into the upcoming season behind the scenes, um, you know, with the whole social distancing and everything that's going out. Uh, you know, we all feel it. it. It's hard because we can't see each other. And for people like me, which sports is kind of my job, I, I want it back more than anybody. But these athletes are the number one reason why we play. And, um, you know, I, I hope that they can get their senior season of baseball and softball off the ground. Um, you know, we just we all want it back. And I think, uh, you know, no one wants it more than Coach Stenberg. That was pretty obvious in that interview. But Again, we all have to be patient. We all have to wait and uh, see what uh, Governor Reynolds has and what you know what's going to be up on the agenda based off what the Iowa High School Athletic Association and the Iowa Girls High School Athletic Union say. So, um, yeah, that that uh, that was a good interview. I'm glad that Tony was able to stop by and. Uh, you know, hopefully everyone enjoyed it as well. But uh, that will wrap it up here for the Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast, episode number 39. Uh, coming up in the next couple days slash weeks, we'll be sitting down with uh, Coach Mike Doty of the Grinnell softball team. We'll also be talking to the two track head coaches on the male and female side. And also let us know if you want us to talk to anyone else. We're always open to find anyone to interview in these times of the quarantine. So once again, thank you to everyone for watching. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you to everyone for listening too, because technically you weren't watching, but I'm losing it in quarantine. I think we all are. Hopefully everyone's staying safe and go Tigers. Nobody on two outs. Grinnell leads 3-0 over Norwalk. The 1-2. Got him. And there it is. History is made. 298 strikeouts. And Grinnell is now looking at the all-time leading strikeout pitcher in Grinnell High School history. 298 strikeouts. This production is a copyright of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network. Use of this podcast or material from it is prohibited without the permission of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network.